this week on The Startup Life. For many years before I won the competition, I had it in my mind that if I was able to win it, I would try to turn it into a business. I Startup Nation, so let's take flight with Chester Santos, speaker, author, and international man of memory. The Startup Life begins now. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have the sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this you crazy mother... Hey, Startup Nation. Do you enjoy the startup life? Now you can let the world know with gear from the show. Choose from the Labor Yourself, Make Your Own Look, and Making Money t-shirts to tell your story of your path of entrepreneurship. Click the link in the show notes to purchase. All right, Startup Nation. So I hope you're ready to receive some value today. We have a super, super guest here in the building today. We got Chester Santos in the building today. What's going on, Chester? I'm excited to be on the show. Thanks for having me, Dominic. Awesome stuff. Awesome stuff. Are you ready to pour some knowledge into Startup Nation today? I am so ready to do this. Yes. Awesome stuff. Awesome stuff. So first things first, man, let's hear your story on your path of entrepreneurship. But, you know, let's do it a little differently, man, because I hear that you have a theme song, right? So let's go ahead and cue that theme song on a little bit. And now tell us your story and the story behind the theme song you got, man. Okay, sounds good. Yeah, so thanks for playing the the theme song there. It's part of an intro video that will play before I take the stage. I give speeches and presentations, and before I get on the stage, there is a video that will play containing that theme song as well as a bunch of my TV clips as well to give the audience a taste for my background and what they're about to learn from the presentation. I had that theme song developed for me by a branding company. So a while back, I hired a, a company to rebrand me as the International Man of Memory. And part of that was coming up with a theme song for the International Man of Memory. So that gotcha. that. Okay, cool. Cool. Thank you for sharing that. So, man, you know, now I know that you have, you know, you, you continuously train all the time, right? I saw that uh, on average, you train about 30 minutes a day. But like, if you're getting right, you know, ready for a competition, man, you kind of goes to a few hours a day, man. So what does that training look like? You know, when you're talking about memorization and getting ready for competitions and stuff like that? What's your routine? Yeah, so that was my training regimen that you that you read about. It was that intense and probably even more intense on certain days when I was competing. I no longer compete in memory uh, competitions. Okay, I'm now more focused really on the business aspect. For sure. Um, however, when I was training to compete in the USA. National Memory Championship, which I eventually managed to win, I was memorizing, uh, in certain cases, hours per day 
sheets of computer-generated random digits, decks of playing cards. Uh, I would memorize poems from poetry.com because those were all events that I would have to tackle in the national memory championship. It used to be held once a year in New York City at the Con Edison Auditorium when I was competing, and now it's held at MIT, the University of MIT, each year. It consists of many different events. One is the fastest time to memorize a deck of playing cards. So you will have a judge in front of you. They'll shuffle up a deck of playing cards. You'll have a maximum of five minutes, but the fastest time wins. Uh, They'll stop the timer when uh, you're done or the five minutes is up, whichever sooner. Then you'll be given a brand new deck of cards and you have a maximum of five minutes to arrange that deck of cards from memory into the same order as the first deck that you saw, and then they will put the deck side by side and flip through all the cards to make sure that every single card matches. I used to be able to do that at one point in less than 90 seconds when I was really training uh, hard. Another event is memorizing computer-generated random digits. So it's the longest sequence that you can memorize perfectly in five minutes. I, at one point, was over 130 digits perfectly in uh, in five minutes. We also memorized wow. uh, hundreds of names in about 15 minutes, a poem that's written specifically for the competition. So there's no chance that anyone has uh, seen the poem before. You have about 15 minutes to memorize a 50-line poem, not only word for word, but also every punctuation mark. You have to indicate if a word was bold or italic so it's even more difficult than word for word and the the whole thing yeah it's pretty crazy competition and the whole whole thing concludes with uh the final event which is memorizing two decks of cards at the same time in in five minutes so that's the usa national memory championship which i i did manage to win back in 2008 and since Winning that uh, more than 10 years ago at this point, I've spent those 10 plus years turning this into a business, training other people around the world in the subset of techniques that helped me to win that competition and that I feel would most benefit people in their career, in their personal life, and also in school. Got you. Thank you for sharing that. I was going to talk about this later, but since you already brought it up, man, let's let, let's already dive, let's dive into it now. So, you no, know, take us back to 2008, man, because I know there was a few times where, you know, you, you had like a whole bunch of top five finishes, but that 2008 is when you pulled it out and became the U.S. memory champion, right? So how did you feel going into that particular competition? Did you feel a little bit more confident in that competition because you trained a little bit harder you know and what was that feeling when you actually did win man tell us about that experience yeah so i you know the first time i ever competed in 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 the usa national memory championship i took third place and so i felt that i could win it and i kept finishing in uh, in the top three many times and i I knew that I could win it and it was frustrating because I was so close and there's a big difference in as it is the case in any sort of competition around the world, no matter 
um, what it might be, we always remember the first place and not very many people remember who got third place that that particular year. So I was really um, obsessed at one point with winning it. And finally, I just, I made it my mission in life after not winning in 2007. I really just got more serious than ever in my as far as my training and I maybe was over prepared in 2008 in that I won it pretty easily in 2008 I I crushed I crushed people in in a lot of the events that year because I was just I mean I I really the best way to describe it was it was just my obsession and uh, mission in life to win the competition that year. So I trained harder than ever before. I revamped some of my systems um, to systems that just took, they were more powerful, but really took a lot more time, training time to implement and to get to get down. But obviously they, were, they worked out well. Hold up, hold up, Star Nation. We have got to talk about this. When Chester talks about, he got to a point where he was getting like, you know, a third place finish or getting close to first, but not getting the ultimate prize. And then all of a sudden he just become, became obsessed with it. That is what your company is looking for from you. Look, I get it. You have many distractions in life. You got a lot of things going on. And as an entrepreneur, you have many hats and what have you, right? But there comes a point in time on your path to entrepreneurship. And Chester just explained this where you like, no, never again. I am coming home with that trophy. I'm coming home with that targeted dollar revenue amount in mind, that target profit dollar amount in mind, and I'm going to do it. And so when you become obsessed, you become not just necessarily passionate, but you become obsessed with that goal in mind, oh, Startup Nation, you become unstoppable. Just like how Chester said, like it was almost laughable how he won the U.S. Memory Championship because he became so obsessed. That's how it can be for you and your business and your competition. You can become so obsessed that it becomes laughable, laughable how you crush your competition. So if you can reach that level of obsession, Startup Nation, oh my, oh my, the things you will accomplish. Let's get back to Chester. Gotcha. You just went straight beast mode 2008, huh? Pretty much. That's that's, <laughs> that's what happened. And, and it worked. So I, I won and I was able to right away. I mean, just like the next day I was on CNN and, you know, ever since then I've been able to uh, get booked for a lot of different TV shows, newspapers, magazines, because having that title shows uh, expertise in uh, improving your ability to remember things. For sure. For sure. Thank you for sharing that. So let's go back really quickly, man. I want to, I want to hear the origin story. Like, so how did you, cause nobody just gets up like, you know what, I'm going to be the U S memory champion one day. Right. So like, how did this come to be? Like, you know, did somebody see something in you? Did somebody, did you always just have like this ability to have a great memory and you trained it and made it better? Like, where did it come from, man? To be honest, it was completely random how how this all came about. All right. I had just been one night flipping channels, and I happened to catch a segment on ABC's 2020, that uh, nighttime news program, and they had a big segment that night on 
the USA National Memory Championship, and it really sparked my interest. Yeah, if I hadn't flipped to that channel that night, I wouldn't be uh, doing the interview today about memory. It's just really random how it happened. I caught a segment on that competition, and it sparked my interest because growing up, people had often commented to me, wow, Chester, you have a really good memory. So it was just in the back of my head that I probably had a better than average memory. So it really sparked my interest when I saw that competition. And I then started looking into the competition in more detail. I quickly found out that although I did have a really good memory, I was nowhere near that level. I was not able to memorize decks of cards and minutes, hundreds of names and numbers and minutes. So that is when I started doing a lot of research into ways to really improve your ability to remember various types of information. And I experimented with all sorts of things that I read about uh, in books that I found uh, in online research. I played around with many different techniques. I found what worked best for me personally. I stuck to training myself in that subset of techniques until eventually I was able to to win the U.S. Memory Championship. And then again, I've gone on after that. I've spent the last almost 11 years now training other people around the world in the, in the subset of techniques that I feel can be most effective to help them in their career, personalized school. Gotcha. That's, that's crazy, man. So you just so happened to flipping channels and come across 2020. And from there, unbeknownst to you at that point, your whole life changed. That's crazy. Yeah, completely completely changed my life yeah well that's amazing thank you for sharing that chester i appreciate that for sure so look man you know you win the competition in 2008 and you know i guess i'm curious man when was the point that you figured out or did somebody bring it to your attention or whatever case would be it's like you know what we can turn this into some type of entrepreneurial venture or business tell us about that process what was that moment to where you're like you know what? i can turn this into something Yeah, I had always, well, not always, but for many years before I won the competition, I had it in my mind that if I was able to win it, I would try to turn it into a business because I had had heard of a couple of other competitors that had won the competition and they got invited for instance, to give a speech at a conference or something like that. And they told me what they got paid to give that speech. And uh, it kind of blew my mind. Gotcha. So, so sometimes to give a keynote speech at a conference, they'll pay you like 12000 plus dollars wow. plus, plus travel expenses to talk for one hour on, on your topic. So when I heard that, I was just thinking to myself, wow, you know, there, there's incredible potential with this, but I really needed to have that title in order to get all of the media exposure and credibility, basically to help me build a platform so that people would uh, book me for various things to talk about memory. You really, I mean, it's just very helpful to have that title of United States memory champion. So that's when I became, you know, when I kept getting third, I, I just got more and more focused because I knew that I had the potential 
to win it, get that title, and then at least try to to turn things into a business. But I will say it wasn't as easy as I thought. And, Fair enough. It, it wasn't as easy as I had uh, pictured. I was thinking, okay, I'm going to win this thing. I'm going to be on all these TV shows, be in all these magazines, and people are just going to start giving me money to teach them how to remember and uh, you know book me for speeches. But it just wasn't that easy. And, and also, I won in 2008, which if everyone will remember, wasn't the best. Uh, right. Well, it was a pretty bad time. Uh, time Absolutely. In terms, our, in, terms of, in terms of our economy. So it really wasn't the best time probably to start a new business. Uh, I, when I won the competition and immediately was on a bunch of shows, I just, just knowing myself, I don't recommend going about things the way that I did it. If you want to start your own, business, go into some sort of entrepreneurial venture. I don't necessarily recommend doing things the way that I did, but just knowing myself, I knew that I had to give this 100% of my attention or I never would have achieved the level that I'm at right now. Uh, 10 years later, I wouldn't have made it this far if I didn't. I just up and quit my job and went into this full time. So I was... uh, I was working full time as a software engineer for uh, at first uh, a company in the Silicon Valley area, and then later uh, for a company in in San Francisco itself. Working full time right. as a software engineer, I just quit that when I started getting booked on all these shows and for diff- you know different newspapers, magazines. I, I figured that I needed to really take advantage of that media wave sure. so i just quit my job like two weeks after winning the competition probably it would be smarter for a lot of people to just start their new venture part-time but i knew that if i didn't act then and i just tried to do things part-time just knowing my own personality i mean it would be different for different people but given how my mind works i knew that i wouldn't I wouldn't make it to where I was today if I didn't just dive headfirst into it. Got you. Thank you for sharing that, Chester. And Startup Nation, that's something we talk about quite often on The Startup Life, brought to you by the Binge Podcast Network. We talk about, you know, just like Chester said, knowing yourself. Like, look, if you're going to quit your job and you know you're going to quit your job, if it's in your personality to to kind of just kind of slowly phase it out over time. Let's do that. But if you know you're going to be at your job and you're always thinking about that thing, you know, maybe you you do like Chester and, and really just go full frontal and go all out 100% with it. But what he's ultimately saying is know yourself, know what your risk tolerance is and stuff like that. So Chester, I appreciate you pointing that out for sure. Uh, yeah, no problem. I think it's something important uh, definitely to just make people aware of, uh, it was not easy. Even having the big media wave and that, that title of us memory champion and really having the, the, you know, the years and years of expertise with memory training, it wasn't necessarily easy to start making money from training people and giving speeches and presentations as a business. Granted, again, a factor, it may have been a big factor. The time that I started 2008 was not really the best time to start something right. uh, like this, but it was a struggle. I mean, for the first few years, at least for the first three to four years, 
it was really, really a struggle even to make ends meet. Uh, I quickly went through, I had a good savings as a software engineer, mm-hmm. um, but I quickly went through that and it was really a struggle for, for quite some time. But now, you know, everything's going as, as I had originally envisioned, but it took, it took a while to, to get here. Gotcha. And I appreciate you pointing that out, too, because a lot of times uh, we, we we get, you know, some of us as entrepreneurs, we get into our business and we have this big moment to where there's this big win and we get booked on, uh, you know, for interviews on podcasts and, and newspapers and stuff like that. We feel like at that point, oh, we've made it. But no, you point out a very important point, Chester, that like, no, there's still work to be done even after that point, even if you do get that credibility and stuff like that. So I appreciate you sharing that for sure, man. That's that's very important for Startup Nation to know. Absolutely. So l- let me ask you this, man, because you've done a lot of amazing live demonstrations. I just kind of want to point a few of them out here where you've correctly named 200 plus audience, audience members after hearing the name only once. You've memorized perfectly and recalled a hundred plus digit sequence of numbers like you kind of mentioned earlier. You have a perfect recall of the United States Congress, which that's crazy. And I think I read somewhere where not only you know the Congress, but you know their district, you know the state and all that other stuff. And also like a perfect recall of the Kentucky Derby, Kentucky Derby result, results uh, since 1875. And those are just absolutely amazing accomplishments, man. So, like, you know, tell us about that first demonstration you did, like it's on TV, a speaking engagement, where the case may be. Were you nervous? And also tell Startup Nation how those demonstrations have helped your branding and building your brand. Yes. So I've done uh, yeah, a number of, of demonstrations over the years. The, the idea is to demonstrate to people what is possible with human memory when you just take the time to train it. Uh, because a lot of people out there think that you are just born with a certain level of memory ability and then it can't really be improved. And the point of my demonstrations is to show that with training, I've been able to do uh, a lot of amazing things and that really the brain to this day is the most powerful the human brain is the most powerful computer on earth and it's capable of doing things that we might, that a lot of people might think to be impossible. My first ever, to answer part of the question, my first ever demonstration was on CNN, like okay. you know, within within just a few days of, of winning the U.S. memory championship, they had me on CNN on their morning show uh, demonstrate remembering a half deck of cards during the commercial break. So I had to basically memorize that when they went on uh, the break for commercial, I had about two minutes or less. Wow. And then when they came back, when they came back live on the air, it was live, not recorded. So tons of pressure on me there. I had to recite that perfectly from memory. So I was really nervous. I mean, that was my first ever TV appearance and first ever really, you know, a demonstration um, for a TV for a TV audience. So if you watch that clip, it's on the front page of my website as well right. uh, in my like my media reel. If you pay attention to the CNN portions, you might notice that I'm I'm moving the table. I, I of course didn't know that I was doing it at the time, 
gotcha. so when I watched it later, I know it's just I was nervous. So I was actually moving the the table a bit with my hands, just a nervous movement there. Luckily, I was able to pull it off and get it and get it perfect. But it was a really definitely a nerve wracking experience. Uh, another thing to note, if you pay attention to that clip, if anyone ends up watching it later on my website, you'll notice that when I'm memorizing the cards, I'm smiling, I'm giggling to myself, because that's actually part of uh, the techniques, part of the training is to turn remembering things into, rather than a boring and difficult exercise wow. memory, you change your mindset, really, you change your mindset and approach it more as a fun exercise and just using your creativity and your imagination. So as I'm memorizing those cards, I'm creating a really <laughs> unusual, crazy story in my mind. And I'm just playing through these crazy scenes in my head. Uh, that's one of the, the techniques that I teach people. That's crazy because, you know, you never really think about certain nuances like that. So I, I wonder, is it a situation where if you're smiling and giggling because people want to remember happy things as opposed to boring, mundane things? Is that is that kind of the thinking behind doing that? Well, the, that aspect of the training, there, there are three main principles that memory champions like myself would always use to pull off these types of memory feats. And one of them that I sort of hit on is that there is a psychological aspect to human memory. So all of us, with little to no effort at all, we all tend to remember things that catch us by surprise, that are strange, unusual, extraordinary in some way, right? So Dominic, I don't know where you're at right now, but let's you know, whatever studio you're in, let's say out of nowhere right now, an elephant just crashed into the room and okay. started spraying water on you with its trunk. If that actually happened right now, you would probably remember that for the rest of your life and always tell that story. Oh, absolutely. For year, years and years later, you would tell the story. You will never believe this. One morning I was interviewing this memory guy and during the interview, an elephant just crashed into my studio model all over me that might be in your head stuck in your memory really forever oh for sure I, I, would even, I would tell that story i would tell that story even if nobody asked me for so yeah. <laughs> yeah it would be probably stuck there forever without you even really trying to commit that to memory or putting forth any effort at all to commit that to memory so there is this psychological aspect to human memory and realizing that knowing that you can actually take advantage of it and apply it to things that would be very useful for you to remember as a business person, entrepreneur, names and faces to get more out of business networking, presentations, mm. figures, uh, exam material. If you need certification for your career, there are so many practical applications for an improved ability to remember things and keeping in mind that psychological aspect of human memory will really help you. So that's one of the main principles that I teach. Another one is just simply turning whatever it is that you want to remember, name, points of a presentation, into visuals. So something that you can picture in your mind, because we are very good at remembering things that we see. Uh, that's one important principle. And then a third is also to try it as you can involve additional senses so not only see it 
but try to taste it, touch it, smell it. Because when you do that, you're activating more areas of your brain and you're building more connections in your mind to the information. So it will make it easier to retrieve the information when you need it later on. So those are the three main principles that would always be used, uh, would always be involved with any of the specific memory techniques. And then there are specific techniques depending on the information type. Got you. Thank you for sharing that, man. That That's amazing value, honestly, for sure. So, you know, Startup Nation, Chester mentioned that, you know, that uh, CNN clip on his website. You, If you go to his website, internationalmanofmemory.com, you can see that, you know, that clip on his website. So you can kind of see when he was moving the table, like he said, or not for sure. But in addition to being on CNN, man, you've been on quite a few spots. You've been on NBC 2020, like you talked about earlier, Business Week, CBS, and also featured in the New York Times and the Wall Street Journal, the Wall Street Journal for sure. So those are amazing stuff, man, because not, not everybody, you know, gets to have that type of platform. So how has that helped you in building your business? Well, it's, it's quite a lot. I mean, I've been very fortunate to be able to make all of those media appearances. It's just really helped me to build up my profile as a memory skills expert. Mm-hmm. Uh, I call these memory skills because they are skills really that anyone can develop. So over the years, I've just really built up uh, a resume or profile as a memory skills expert. And it just now it's, of course, it makes it much easier to get booked for conferences and for people, for instance, to take my online trainings and San Francisco workshop because uh, it gives you credibility. So uh, it's been very useful. For sure. For sure. Thank you for sharing that. So man, let's, let's put it to the test, man. I hear that you want to do an exercise with me and startup nation real quick. Yeah, I have a little exercise that I think would be fun for you to go through and for your listeners to follow along with as well. So it will be a visualization type exercise. Just make sure you're paying attention to the road as well as you're just (laughs) trying to play through this little scenario in your head. I mean, we all do that, I think, while we're driving, you know, you daydream a little bit and you you have things running through your head that you can picture. So it shouldn't uh, interfere much. Just be aware of of the road as well. Um, what we're going to do is try to put those three principles into practice that I talked about, visualization, utilizing additional senses if you can, and making all of that crazy, unusual, extraordinary in some way to take advantage of that psychological aspect of memory. We're going to put that all together and learn something called the story method to memorize a random list of words. So the random word list that you will commit to memory, Dominic, and your listeners as well, it will be monkey, iron, rope, kite, house, paper, shoe, worm, envelope, pencil, river, rock, tree, cheese, and dollar. That's the random list of words. Now, a lot of times when I recite that list of words to audiences, I get people looking at me as if, come on, man, you, you know, you can't be serious. There's no way I'm going to be able to remember that, not unless you give me a lot of time to do it. But in fact, Dominic, you and your listeners will have that list of words committed to memory perfectly forwards and backwards in just about three minutes. That's it. And with no further review after today, next week, everyone will still know all of those words. 
forwards and backwards. How you'll do it, you'll just listen to what I describe to you and try to see and experience it in your mind as best you can. So just visualize what I described to you. The first word was monkey. So I just want everybody to picturing monkey, okay? The monkey is dancing around. It is making monkey noises like a monkey would. Whatever a monkey would sound like. I'm working on that monkey impression. The point here is to see and hear the monkey, okay, in your mind. The okay. monkey now picks up a gigantic iron, all right? So it's dancing around now with a giant iron like you would iron your clothes with because that was the next word. You see it like a movie or cartoon playing in your head. The mm -hmm. iron starts to fall, but a rope attaches itself to the iron. Maybe even feel the rope. Maybe it feels sort of rough. Really try to interact with that rope. Okay. You look up the rope, you see the other end of the rope is attached to a kite, and that kite's flying around in the air. Maybe reach up and try and touch that kite. Right. The kite now crashes into the side of a house. Really see that kite smash into the house. The house, you now notice, it's completely covered in paper. For some strange reason, it's completely covered in paper. Just picture that. The next word I had given you was paper. Out of nowhere, a shoe appears, and it starts to walk all over the paper. Maybe it's messing up the paper as it's walking on it, that shoe. Picture that. The shoe smells pretty badly, so you decide to investigate and see why. You look inside of the shoe, and you find a little worm crawling around inside of the shoe, a smelly worm. This smelly worm jumps out of the shoe and into an envelope. Uh, maybe it's going to mail itself or something. I don't know. But envelope or envelope was next. A pencil appears out of thin air magically, and it starts to write all over the, all over the envelope. Maybe it's addressing the envelope, that pencil. Really see the pencil. The pencil now jumps into a river, and there's a huge splash when it hits the river. The river, you notice, is crashing up against a giant rock. It's crashing up against a giant rock. That rock flies out of the river and it crashes into a tree. Really see it crashing into the tree. You notice that this tree is growing cheese. You probably haven't seen a tree like that before. This one is growing cheese. <laughs> and out of each piece of cheese shoots a dollar. The last word that I had given you was dollar. So just see the dollar shoot out of the cheese, okay? Now, you, Dominic, and your listeners, you guys may already know all of the words, but I'm going to go through this again, but very quickly now, uh, super fast, as I do it, just try to replay through this story that you've created in your mind. So we started off with a monkey. The monkey was dancing around with what? An iron. iron. Uh-huh. Yeah, what, what attached itself to the iron? It was a rope. rope. The other end of the rope was attached to what? A kite. kite. Yeah, okay. Yeah. The kite crashed into what? A house. house. Yeah. What was the house covered in? It was covered in, covered in paper. paper. Yeah. Yep. What walked on that paper? Shoe. It was a I do remember shoe. That. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What was crawling in the shoe? A it worm. It was a worm. Good. The worm jumped into what? An envelope. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Yeah. What wrote on it? A pencil, pencil yeah. wrote on it. The pencil then jumped into what? The river. Mm -hmm. The river was crashing up against the, the rock. rock. The rock flew into the tree. tree. Yeah. Yeah. What was the tree growing? Cheese. Cheese. Can't forget that. 
<laughs> and what came out what came out of the cheese it was a, a dollar. dollar. <laughs> so now it should be yeah. And now it should be pretty easy to recall the entire random list of words by simply going through the story in your mind and recalling each major object that you encounter as you go through the story. So Dominic, give it a trial. As you go through it, uh, your listeners can try to see if they can recall the words as well. Give it a try. So I'm, I'm, I'm giving, I'm, I'm telling the story, right? Uh, yeah, you can do that. Or, or, or you, okay. Uh, let's see. Ideally, try to just give me the words, but okay, okay. No, no, no. I'll, I'll, I'll I'll do the words. Uh, Let's see. It's monkey, iron, rope, kite, house, paper, shoe, worm, envelope. Is it envelope? I think it's envelope. Yeah. Pencil. River, rock, tree, cheese. Can't forget cheese because that's crazy. And dollar. You got 100%, man. That was oh, awesome. Wow. Really nice. <laughs> Great. That was really that nice. Impre- <laughs> that was impressive, Dominic, because you did that under the pressure. You know, it's a kind Woo! of uh, pressure situation. <laughs> I sprung it on you during an interview. So great work. And I'm, I'm sure that your listeners. Most people probably got all of them. If not all of them, I would say most of the words. Uh, there was 15 random words there. Uh, I would say most people would get at least 10 out of 15 by simply playing back through the story. So that's just one of the techniques that memory champions like myself use and that I teach people. In this case, we use just random words, but it could be uh, use, for instance, to give a presentation, minimizing the amount of notes you would use by basically outlining the presentation and coming up with simple images to represent your point. So if you're going to give a talk about healthcare in the U.S., maybe your first image is just of a stethoscope, you know, what the doctor would use right. to check your heartbeat. The next thing you want to talk about uh, during your presentation is the high cost of healthcare in the United States, so maybe $100 bills, Benjamins are shooting out of the stethoscope. Next thing you wanna cover in your presentation is that under current healthcare programs, a lot of times in order to get certain things covered, we have to find a way to cut through red ta- a bunch of red tape. Maybe red tape is wrapping itself around the $100 bill. So just a little further explanation as to how something as simple as that story method could be implemented into your career or personal life. And there are many uh, other many other techniques from there. My online course is like six hours of inter- interactive exercises and training. For sure. Thank you for sharing that. I'll tell you now, I need a Tylenol. My brain hurts for thinking that hard. But but no, no, man, <laughs> that, was, that was crazy. Like, I know the, the cheese one, that was, the cheese one was kind of a lot like the elephant story you tell her. Like, like that's so crazy. I can't forget that. Right. Yes. The other ones. Yeah. So that's yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. That, that's good. Yeah. That's one of the important principles is taking advantage of that psychological aspect of human memory. Right. Yeah. For sure. Thank you for sharing that, and thank you for sharing that, doing that exercise with us. That was that was fun. That was fun. My head hurts, but that was fun for sure. For sure. Cool. I'm glad you glad you enjoyed it. <laughs> no worries. So let me, let me ask you this, man, because not only do you do a TV appearances, you also do. Uh, speaking engagement and just a list you know you've spoken at at harvard you've spoken at stanford wells fargo 
uh, and a, a UC Berkeley and a number of other places, Delta Dental and stuff like that. So, you know, who was the first person that called you and you was like, wow, man, like this is serious. Like they really want me to come talk to them. Like who was that first phone call? You was like, wow, that's crazy that they're calling. They want me to talk at their university or, or place of business. Yeah. So unfortunately that didn't, that didn't happen. Right. So that's what I thought was going to happen. I thought that, you know, I'd win this competition. I'd be on all of these uh, TV shows, get, get Wall Street Journal, things like that. And I thought people would just start calling me up and it didn't uh, really play out that way. First I had, you know, in the speaking room, you have a speaker kit. There's this thing called a speaker sheet, which you have my speaker sheet. I know um and you know in order to develop those important marketing items you need to already have some of these big you know in, engagements on there so i really had to uh reach out to people you know and uh, how it really played out is in the beginning it took me years to build up the resume that i have now the speaker sheet that i have now with some you know, I'm fortunate to have some pretty amazing speaking engagements under my belt. But really, how I went about it in the early years was I would reach out to people and I would have to agree to do the presentation for, you know, just in some cases for free, gotcha. and just cover travel expenses or at a low cost, much lower than I'm charging nowadays, in order to get those engagements booked and under my belt so I, I can build up the the resume. Um, so really, I it wasn't people were immediately calling me uh, up just because I was on all these shows and things. I, I still had to really reach out. Now, nowadays, it actually, thank goodness, what works that way, that a lot of times people are reaching out to me really almost every day I'm getting inquiries now, but I've been, you know, I've been in the speaking world for 10 plus uh, years at this point. Gotcha. Uh, I'm sorry. I I guess, I guess I was asking like when, when you start getting those calls on the regular, right? Like, you know, I know you had stuff like that. When you start getting those calls on the regular, uh, I guess I'm asking like, who was that, that, that institution or that corporation to where you was like, I never thought they would call me. Like, no, I guess I'm curious about like that moment. If that makes yeah, sense. I I would say yeah, I understand what you're asking. I think it wasn't so much for me an organization per okay. se. In that, I, at that point, I had already done you know Harvard. I had already done some really Fair big uh, speaking engagements. By the gotcha. time the call started coming to me first, like gotcha. uh, you know the Harvard thing, I was in communication with them for like years like the discussions and emails until it finally got uh got booked but the i guess the surprising one was when i first started getting uh international okay uh, invitations you know where people in other countries it wasn't necessarily the organization but the fact that there was interest in having me speak for instance, in Germany. And that actually came about a lot of my international engagements have come from first talking to the arm or leg of the organization that is in the United States at the Mm -hmm. U.S. conference or U.S. event. And then they 
if they like it a lot, then I, I'll be invited to speak at their other conferences around the world, other corporate events around the world. So I guess that was uh, the the one that really I had a strong reaction to it. I couldn't believe I got invited to give a speech in, in Germany at one point. Gotcha. Now I've done more than 30 countries. Now I've done more than 30 countries, but that first international engagement, I guess, was a big one. That's crazy. That's crazy. Thank you for sharing that. Last question before we go to break, man. So no, I, I know you have a book, Instant Memory uh, Training for Success, Practical Techniques for a Sharper Mind. I know you have that book and that Startup Nation, you can purchase that book on Amazon. The link is in the show notes for easy access. But by the time this episode airs, Chester, uh, you'll have a new book, Mastering Memory, that comes out, I believe, March 15th. Um, so actually, it came out already. So it's okay. already out. That, I don't know what that March 15th date is. It could be maybe a new version. I don't, I don't have I don't have control of the release dates. It's the publisher. So gotcha. that could possibly that could possibly be like a, a new audible version or Kindle version. I'm not sure, but the, the print version of the book actually came out last year. And okay. it's currently uh, I, I mean one way to get it for sure is Amazon. Uh, Amazon.com. For the other book, it's easier to get it in the UK. So I would recommend ordering it from the Amazon UK website, Instant Memory Training for uh, Success. That one was a bestseller. It, it was in the airport bookstores, like right next to Harry Potter at one point. And the new book, which came out last year, is currently in just about every Barnes and Noble across the US. So if you okay. go into yeah, if you go into your local Barnes and Noble uh, store, you'll you'll see it. Uh, you'll see it there. Gotcha. And I, I do apologize to you, Chester, and to you, Startup Nation. I got some bad information on that one, so uh, we'll have those links in the show notes for easy access to purchase both of those books for you to kind of master your memory and stuff like that. So I appreciate you clearing that up, Chester, for sure. Oh yeah, no problem. It could be very well. There's something that the publisher is releasing. Um, in March that I'm not aware of, it might again, it might be some sort of digital version, but, but the print version came out last year. In addition, if people want to follow me, my handle is Chester J Santos on Instagram and Twitter, and I post weekly tips. They're just one minute tips from various locations around the world every week. Interesting locations, so you might see me at the Colosseum in Rome talking about how the Roman orators gave speeches hours in length from memory without notes. And in my online courses, I would actually teach you the technique that Cicero himself used to give presentations. So look out for that if people want just quick one-minute tips each week from Instagram and Twitter. Oh, wow. Thank you for sharing that. So we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. How you like being on the Startup Life so far, Chester? Oh, it's great. Thank you. I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Hi, Startup Nation. So I hope you're getting great value from Chester's content, but we got to pay a few bills. Once again, my name is Dominic Lawson. This is the Startup Life Podcast, and it is powered by the Binge Podcast Network.
Hey business owner, the startup life reach is growing. Wouldn't you like your business to grow with it? Reach out to us to advertise on The Startup Life. You can reach us at 901-857-4818 or you can email me at dominic at askowlsolutions.com. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, this is a great music to have break on, but wouldn't this break sound a lot better with the same music but your business being advertised on it? Need more content from The Startup Life, you say? You can now sign up for The Startup Life All Access Pass on the Binge Podcast Network's Patreon page. There is exclusive content written by yours truly, video content where I share even more of my business philosophies, and whatever crazy content I can think of out of that crazy head of mine. And at only $5 a month, yeah, $5 a month, this is more content for you, Startup Nation, to really get ahead of your competition. So instead of upsizing that meal at your favorite fast food joint, you can now invest in yourself on your path to entrepreneurship. Click the link in the show notes to sign up. All right, Startup Nation, so let's continue. So Chester, man, when we go to internationalmanofmystery.com, uh, you can sign up for a free uh, video memory lesson. Tell us what kind of value we'll get from that lesson, man. Yeah, so if you sign up at internationalmanofmemory.com, you'll memory, enter yes, your... Memory, yes, I'm sorry. <laughs> My yeah, mom. no problem. International Man of Memory, everybody uh, uh, makes that. A lot of people mistakenly think it's International Man of Mystery. It's okay. Um, internationalmanofmemory.com, uh, yeah, right on the front page, you'll enter your email address in, and it's going to be just a very uh, basic lesson, about 20 minutes long, that will uh, go through additional exercises that really introduce those main principles in more detail, and it will have you uh, commit some things to memory Um and then it will give you the opportunity after you complete that lesson to see if you want to go through the full the full training course on my website, which is about six hours of interactive training. Gotcha. Gotcha. And the, once again, Startup Nation, you can find that on internationalmanofmemory.com, not mystery, internationalmanofmemory.com. Uh, and, and also, Startup Nation, for those of you who have uh, medium to large size businesses, uh, or if you're at a business and you feel like your company can benefit from uh, some memory training from Chester, you can book him on the website as well. Uh, therefore, and we have the link in the show notes for easy access for internationalmanofmemory.com. So Chester, you mentioned those uh, those products that you have, those, like those lessons, those courses that you have. You know, yeah. us the value, not only just the value that Startup Nation gets, you know, if they were to come on there, but also talk about how, you know, you came up with the pricing for those because that's something that a lot of entrepreneurs struggle with when you talk about pricing for products. What was your pricing process for coming up with the price for those things? Uh, really just looking at other online course pricing. Mine's about middle uh, middle of the range. Okay. Uh, I would say so. Um, just really looking at other online course pricing. Mine is $250. There are similar, um, you know, courses on uh, personal development. My, that's the category that mine uh, is in, personal development and or professional development. There are courses that can be five or 600. There are some that are only 100. So mine's toward more the mid-range at $250. And uh, it's really to help you develop skills that will benefit you for the rest of your life in your career and in your personal life as well. Uh, it will help you to get more out of on-the-job 
training. So memory really is fundamental to learning. So it's going to help you more easily learn any type of new information. And so if you are in the corporate environment, a lot of times your company will send you to trainings. You'll get more out of those future trainings by first completing my training. And that's why companies would a lot of times bring me in uh, to train their employees so that they'll get more out of future trainings, Um, giving presentations, remembering names to get more out of business networking and to build better relationships with people in general. There is interactive training via the course. Part of it is a slideshow with pictures and I give you the name. So you'll see a picture. This is Nancy. This is John. This is Bob. So it's very interactive training. You will really develop that ability to better remember people's names. And we cover foreign language vocabulary. You'll learn Korean in the course, but learn how to apply wow. techniques to any foreign language. We'll actually go through sample presentations. We will go through sample exam material. So you will be clear on how to apply the various techniques that you're learning to many different information types. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. I, I appreciate that. So, Chester, you know, in 2013, man, you took on a mentee, Harry Viegas, right? You know, Harry was struggling with dyslexia and attention deficit disorder. And he said that you really helped him overcome those challenges, man. So, you know, in entrepreneurship, we always talk about the mentor-mentee relationship. But what I want to know from you, man, is what did Harry teach you as you mentored him? Really, working with Harry taught me a little bit more about uh, different learning styles. So it's really benefited me to have helped him and that I often, it comes up uh, a lot at uh, my presentations during the Q&A period, I will be asked how these techniques can possibly help people with ADHD and dyslexia. So me having spent so much time working with Harry has really helped me to better understand how to help people with those conditions. One great thing about what I teach and how it can help people with ADHD and dyslexia is that they tend to be very strong visual learners. Okay. And as you already know, a lot of what I am teaching is visualization, uh, visual base. So they tend, people with ADHD and dyslexia tend to do very well with the types of techniques that I I train people with. Got you. Thank you for sharing that. I, I appreciate that for sure. So, man, I saw in January that you had 17 speeches scheduled. So between, you know, speaking engagements and traveling all around the world, man, how do you manage your time? Uh, yeah, it ended up being 20 in the end. Oh, wow. I, I ended up booking a few more in January after that one got posted. How do I manage my time? I really just, I guess, one thing that I do is I I just, when I have things scheduled, I give it my all. uh, And I just give it one, that, that one hour speech, you know, this one hour interview, whatever it might be. I really give that just 100% of my focus and attention. And although I may have 20 other things scheduled in that day, I don't really let it distract me. And I think that's been a key to, to doing 
really well and still providing a lot of great value to people, even though I'm much, much busier nowadays than I was in, in the beginning. I hear that. I hear that. I actually ascribe to that doctrine as well. So I appreciate you sharing that for sure. So, you know, I wanted to add something there, I guess just sure. um, try not to be, try not to be distracted when you have a lot of other things going on, really try to make that effort to be focused on one thing at a time. And that also applies to memory and the learning there was a few years back a big article in the New York Times about how this generation, we are very distracted because we have that Facebook mm-hmm. notification going off, the Twitter, the Instagram. We're pulled in so many different directions. We're trying to multitask, and it is hurting people's ability to learn because for effective learning and memory, you really need to be able to focus on one thing at a time. And I say that that can also be trained. You can get into the habit of doing it and you'll get better at that over time. So sorry to intro. I just wanted to add a little bit no. to, to my answer there. No, absolutely. No, I appreciate that for sure. Thank you so much for that. So uh, Chester, man, you know, you, you may not you know, you probably don't know this. Well, of course you don't know it because I'm telling you right now. So uh, the, the uh, I'm based here in Memphis, Tennessee. The Startup Life Powered by the Binge Podcast Network is based in here in Tennessee. So that's my largest listenership, right? But a close second is actually where you are, my friend, in the San Francisco, Oakland market. That's where my second largest listenership is. So, you know, uh, I know that you have a monthly workshop there, man. Tell people about your monthly workshop that you have there in the Bay Area and what they kind of value they get out of that. Oh, okay, great. Yeah, I did not realize uh, that that you had a large listenership here in the it Bay Area. me too, so, man. <laughs> that's, uh, that's awesome. That's really cool. Uh, I do teach a one-day workshop, so I'm all over. I'm all over the world for the speaking engagements, but I make it a priority to always free up one Saturday per month to teach the full-day workshop. I've actually had people from all over the U.S. attend the workshop because it's one of the only ones like like it in the entire world, but uh, mostly, uh, obviously, people from the somewhere from the San Francisco Bay Area attend it. It is it covers all of the material that I mentioned uh, for the online course. It's the same content, improving your memory in general, remembering any type of information that contains numbers, uh, presentations, um, foreign language vocabulary exam material, all of that but it's live in-person instruction from me. So I will actually be there myself teaching the workshop. It's usually taught at a conference room uh, in the San Francisco Tennis Club, which is a big tennis club that is near the ballpark, the baseball park in the south of Market area of San Francisco, one Saturday per month, 9 a.m. to 4 p.m., and it covers all of that, the content that I went over earlier. Yeah, and anybody can register for it on my website. Gotcha. And once again, you can go to internationalmanofmemory.com to register uh, for uh, that uh, that monthly workshop that he has for my Bay Area Startup Nation listeners for sure. Thank you for sharing that, Chester. I appreciate that. Yeah, thank you. Uh, thanks for pointing out to me 
that uh, a lot of people would be listening to this in the San Francisco Bay Area. Uh, one further clarification on the website, that workshop is listed under the events tab. Okay. So under the events tab, you'll find the info for the San Francisco workshop. Got you. Thank you for sharing that for sure. So, man, look, let me ask you something real quick, because I, I see a lot of pictures of you, man, and you always rocking a nice hat. So is that part of the brand of the International Man of Memory or you've always had that sense of style, man? Uh, no, um, I didn't always have that, that sense of style. So one year I, I just became really serious about branding. So I hired a branding team and they did a lot of different things. And even, even part of that involved hiring a stylist to come up with the international, the look for the international man of memory. Right. Um, so that's kind of a look that the stylist came up with. And I, I just ended up really uh, liking it myself. So now I have, <laughs> well, at one point I had more than 30 hats. I had to, wow. I had to get rid of some, get rid of some of them because I ran out of uh place to store all the hats. <laughs> but gotcha. um, yeah, I have tons of those style hats. And I just really like that look. I get a lot of, compliments at events because i dress in a way that is very professional looking clean looking but at the same time it's a little bit more memorable than everybody that's wearing the the straight up suits at, at corporate events for sure for sure no I, i'm i'm rocking i'm i'm loving your hat game man it's sick it's it's awesome seriously for ah, sure. thank you thank it's, you i appreciate that it's one of the first things i noticed man because and, and it really does speak to the brand man it, 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 it kind of and, and that's why i keep adding that mystery part screwing up your website international memory.com by the way startup nation uh but nah, man, like it really plays up to that whole kind of mystique, if you will. I, I'm digging it, man. Your your stylist did a great job for sure, at least in my opinion, of course. Oh, thank you. I really, I really appreciate that. Thank you. No worries, no worries. So, man, look, you know, your craft of like, you know, memorization and then teaching people, you know, uh about you know having a stronger memory and stuff like that, man, is taking you to uh, some amazing places, like literally all over the world. And something we try to relay to startup to startup nation is that if you have a craft or a goal and if you pursue it with reckless abandon, like you like how you talked about, you know, when you won the championship in 2008, then you'll be, you know, you, you know, you'll be amazed at the unexpected places that it'll take you. So, Chester, have you ever just sat by yourself and just took it all in man, and you just thought about the journey from the beginning, flipping the channels, you know, you know, coming across 10, 2020? Up until now, man, what emotions come to mind when you think about that, man? Yeah, I, you know, it's it's hard to believe uh, really how how far I've been able to come. I mean, it's just incredible to think about where I was in the beginning, how hard it was in 2008, right. and, you know... Uh, everything I've been able to do since then and, and, and how things are different now. It's just, uh, it's amazing. I mean, it, uh, it's a little mind blowing uh, to me what, what I've been able to do. I'm, I just recently got my third passport and they made me, well, they, they highly recommended anyway that this time I get the, 
the really big, the giant book because I filled <laughs> up the last one because gotcha. I filled up the last one so so quickly. Right. Um, so now I have the the the, the passport with the extra pages in there. Um, it's just amazing everything I've been able to see, uh, all of the amazing places around the world I've been able to visit. And I've just had so many cool experiences. I, I really, I can't, uh, can hardly believe it. Gotcha, man. Well, I, I can tell you sitting from, from my vantage point, it seems like it's been one hell of a ride, man. Kudos to you and your craft. I appreciate that for sure. Thank you. Thank you so much. No worries. So, man, I believe all entrepreneurs have a superpower, man. Besides an, an amazing memory, man, what's your superpower? I really think it is, I think, I think I thought about that before, actually, what what, okay. what my superpower might be in, in my business. And I think it's what I mentioned. It's probably why I went back and wanted to add more to my answer on, you know, how do I manage things with, you know, a lot of things going on, especially in, in January, which was incredibly uh, busy for me. I think the superpower sure. is that ability to just temporarily get rid of all of the distractions and just focus on that one thing that I'm doing 100% and just, you know, ignore the 20 other things I might have to do that day, but just really give that one presentation and interacting with people at that event 100% of my attention, uh, just ignoring any other, you know, phone calls, texts, notifications, uh, important things I have going on later that that evening or you know just really that ability to focus on one thing at a time and give it 100% of my attention I think is is something that has helped me a lot and that a lot of people aren't able to do that they're more easily distracted gotcha thank you for sharing it man like I said I, I ascribe to that same doctrine so I know exactly what you're talking about so I appreciate that so before I ask the last question man you know, I just want to say once again, thank you so much, uh, Chester Santos, for coming on the Startup Life Powered by the Binge Podcast Network. I think you gave amazing value with your content and your story and your journey. It's been amazing to, to kind of uh, chop it up with you for the past hour here, brother. I appreciate that. So with that being said, man, uh, you know, last thing I want to ask you, you know, well, I'm actually going to give the microphone to you, man, because. Uh, there's an entrepreneur out there who's afraid to start their business. They're afraid to go out and jump out off of that ledge and start their company or roll with their idea, whatever the case may be. Give them some words of advice, some words of encouragement to tell them that, man, you should go for it. Yes, uh, definitely. I, I'd love to. Uh, really, what I can say, uh, the best piece of advice I can give, and I'm sure every, a lot of people have also given the same advice, and that is to just really believe in yourself and what you're doing and just ignore any people that might not be supporting you, maybe not, that don't fully understand your vision and just really uh, dedicate yourself and focus on what it is you want to accomplish and keep going, persevere, even if, if at certain times you're struggling and things are really tough, just try your best, although it's not always easy, just keep pushing on. Um, when I told my friends and family that I was quitting my job as a software engineer in the Silicon Valley area, which is a really solid job to go into this memory training, 
really everyone thought that I was completely insane and uh, no one really understood the vision of you know what I had in mind that I wanted to do and I was very discouraged by multiple family members by many friends I was really really discouraged and it was really difficult when when things weren't going well I was tempted you know sometimes the thought popped into my head maybe they're right this is a dumb idea but I really uh, pushed those thoughts out of my head and really had to focus on believing in myself and now uh, everyone is now they're amazed at what I've been able to accomplish and now they understand what it is that I had envisioned in, in the first place but I had to really uh, push through the tough times and just keep going. Thank you man I appreciate that story and that wrap-up for sure so that's gonna do it for this session of the startup life how did you enjoy being on the show Chester? I really enjoyed it a lot I, I loved the variety of the types of questions that you asked it gave me a, a, an opportunity to share with people uh, many different types of things that I think could help them out in their career and personal life it was a great uh, interview I really enjoyed it thank you Dominic. all right startup nation so here's my final take Chester brings something very interesting to the startup life startup nation and that is this on your path to entrepreneurship and as you're scaling your business Sometimes we always talk about professional development, right? But sometimes there takes a different type of professional development to really scale and grow your company. It could be improving your memory like Chester kind of does with his clients, or it can be improving something else. The point is this episode really speaks to always sharpening the saw. It's one of those things that entrepreneurs have to constantly get better at improving themselves, improving their skill set, which ultimately improves their business and their path to entrepreneurship. So Startup Nation, if you're out there and you're feeling stuck in your business or something like that, think about improving your memory or some other type of professional development. Trust me, you'll be the better for it and your company will be too. If you want to let us know what you think about the show, have an idea for a show topic, or like to advertise on our show, please send us a message on the Startup Life Podcast Facebook page. And while you are there, like and follow our page as well. It's a way for us to engage with you, Startup Nation, and really grow our community. The link is here in the show notes. Subscribe to the show as it can be now be heard on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, or whatever your favorite platform to get your podcast on. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts and you find our content valuable, please give us a five-star rating as it will help us climb the charts and help more people find our show. Also, don't forget to sign up for the Startup Life All Access Pass to get exclusive content. This is exclusively on the Bench Podcast Network's Patreon page. And hey, if you have an idea, be about that life, the startup life. Let me guess, you're here for some extra content, huh? Okay, I don't want to disappoint you.
Here you go. Okay, I'm running this company. I have knowledge here. I probably could use help, but I, I don't want to pay anyone else to, to do mm. something that I could do. I so my it. entire first year was, I think I took a stint where I tried hiring some like $14 an hour interns to help me out. But right. it ultimately wasn't very helpful because once finals and midterms come up, interns disappear. Oh, yeah. um, so I think my biggest misstep would have been, you know, during that first year, I, I was working till two and 3am every day, you know, losing hair and gaining weight. And, mm. uh, not getting the help I needed, thinking that I could do it all myself. Startup Nation, that's my guy, AJ Wilcox, the LinkedIn guru out of Utah. So if you want to get that episode as soon as it uploads, go ahead and subscribe to the Startup Life podcast on all of your major podcast platforms. So that way, when AJ's episode is released, you'll have it right there waiting for you. But until then, Startup Nation, you got a company that's waiting for you. Let's go work on it.